Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and spoilers for the forthcoming CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how are you doing tonight? Doing pretty good, man. Looking forward to some... Uh... Arrow TV Talk. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to like, what, what are we, <laughs> what are we calling it tonight? <laughs> yeah, man, it's. Uh, I think, I think technically, I even considered uh, briefly coming up with like a new theme song and some different bumps, specifically because we were talking about Arrow, and you know, we we have had a couple of people write in and say, hey, we really would love for you guys to do an Arrow TV talk, and uh, we don't have the kind of time to commit to that, so that's not happening. So this is what you're getting: two episodes of Arrow TV talk as we talk about the Scientist and Three Ghosts, specifically tonight. We're going to be focusing on the in on the scientist, uh, but first I, I kind of feel like I need to share something really awesome that happened to me this week before we really jump into the content. Do it. All right, so we're really excited. You know, part of uh, uh, the network that we're a part of, uh, the Pottery Network. It's our show. Panel to screen is on there as well. There's a new show that has just started called Gotham Podcast, and our good friend Hunter Camp uh, is actually one of the hosts on that show. And they, as part of kind of a relaunching, they actually were a podcast three years ago. They're, they're bringing it back specifically for the new television show. And as part of their kind of relaunching campaign, they had these little sketches, these little skits, kind of in the style of behind the music, where they uh, each individual host was interviewed. And, uh, and they asked me to kind of be the Terry Gross-esque interviewer for these, uh, for these interviews. So I interviewed Hunter, I interviewed Justin, his co-host, and... I interviewed Brian Q. Miller, who uh, is a writer for DC Comics, was a writer on Smallville. And uh, I got to tell you, it was kind of a big deal for me. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, it wasn't like a full on. I mean, you know, you have to kind of listen to it. So head on over to uh, GothamPodcast.net for uh, for the links to that show. You can find it on iTunes. Uh, they're really, really brief, mini episodes, and they're they're really funny. And so I really strongly encourage you to check that out. But uh, it was definitely a trip for me to uh, to be able to sit down with uh, Brian Q. Miller, even just so briefly, and uh, to kind of put together this comedic bit. So, gosh, how did you contain yourself? It was, uh, you know, I was just trying to be professional, man. I'm, I can be professional sometimes. <laughs> Mr. Well, yeah, uh, I know. I mean, like, I guess there's no scotch involved in this <laughs> recording. That's right. No, man, it's uh, it's good stuff. So, anyway, that's out of the way, man. Let's talk about Arrow. The Rundown. All right, so season two of Arrow. This is uh, season two Arrow, episode eight. Uh, the Scientist was directed by Michael Schultz and the story, of course, by Berlinti and Kreisberg. When a masked thief with superhuman strength steals a centrifuge from Queen Consolidated, Oliver and his team investigate with the help of Central City CSI Barry Allen. Yay! <laughs> Oliver suspects that Barry is hiding something and has him investigated. When confronted, Barry reveals that he is searching for the superpowered beings in the hopes that he will find the one responsible for the murder of his mother. Oliver realizes that the thief was enhanced using the same serum that Dr. Ivo was searching for on the island. Uh, meanwhile, Roy and Thea stumble upon Oliver's case after helping Sin to find her missing friend, but Oliver shoots Roy in the leg to prevent him from getting further involved. Oliver tracks the thief, but is injured and injected with an unknown toxin. In order to save Oliver's life, Felicity contacts Barry to help him find an antidote. 
Meanwhile, Malcolm puts pressure on Moria to tell Thea that he is her father. Moria instead contacts Razal Ghoul, who wants to kill Malcolm for breaking the League of Assassins' code of honor by destroying the Glades. As a result, Malcolm leaves and warns her that the issue regarding Thea is not over. In a flashback to the island, Oliver and Shadow find the serum, but when they inject Slade, his heart stops. Uh, just as Ivo arrives with his men. All right, so just so you know, it is, uh, it's Moira. Moira. Yeah. Like Moira McTaggart. I don't know what that's, that's from. That's what I wanted to say. Like every time I heard that name, I was like, Moira McTaggart? What's, from is that? Days of Future Past? Yeah, that's right. X-Men. That's right. Yeah, man. So uh, so good stuff. You know, one thing that we've already, you know, we've mentioned already about this show is that we really want to be focusing in on Barry Allen and The Flash. I mean, honestly, that is what this podcast is. There are tons of Arrow podcasts out there and they're all exceptional. So if you're looking for really good in-depth Arrow stuff, look no further than iTunes and just type it in because you'll find it. Uh, what we really want to look at here is Barry, because for all intents and purposes, this really is the first time that he appears in this universe. And the great thing is that not only is it the first time that we really get to see Barry, it's the first time that we get to see metahumans. When the character of Dr. Ivo was mentioned early on, now, Bell, uh, you, I know you have a limited knowledge here of kind of the DC universe as a whole, but uh, given kind of some of our experiences going back and looking at Young Justice and kind of the reference to Dr. Ivo and, and his amazing android, otherwise known as Amazo, uh, he is known for creating this android that would ultimately gain metahuman powers of those that he fights. So this is there's a lot of hints and a lot of nods that the very realistic world of Arrow is getting more and more meta every single moment. Uh, and with the arrival of Barry and the first real metahuman that we get to see in, in the form of Cyrus Gold, a.k.a. Solomon Grundy, this is really the birth of the metahuman movement, so to speak. Which is cool because I, I understand, and, and full disclosure, this is the first episode of Era that I have seen. Uh, so from what I understand, the first season was nothing metahuman. No, I mean, it is very much the tone of, say, a Batman Begins or even like a Dark Knight where it is very gritty, very realistic, at times over the top and, and so far away from the source material that, you know, I mean, I've mentioned this before, but... Uh, that I was really pushed away from the series as a whole. Now, I came back in the second season, and actually one of the reasons why I came back to Air Arrow is because I heard that Barry Allen was going to come on the show. And so uh. I was like, okay, so now we're actually getting into heroic elements of the DC television universe that you're kind of setting up for yourselves. And, you know, if we're, if we're talking about Barry Allen, that can't just be gritty. It can't be... Uh, you know, this really could have gone a different way. If they, if they brought Barry down into the muck and kind of messed him up, that would have been that, a problem. Well, that's not Barry, though. Exactly. And so it's nice to see that when, you know, they bring him in, he really does shine some light and bring some, some humor, bring some happiness, some joy, some, uh, a little bit of romance at times. It's, it's, it's mm. great, man. It's good to see, uh, it's good to see Barry on screen. Yes, it was. And it was really neat because that's the first time I had seen Grant Gustin, period. Because uh, I know he was in Glee, I think it was. Yeah, he was. He's got a large following from Glee. Yeah, because I had never seen Glee, so I'd never seen him act before. And the, the only stuff that I had seen had been like flash promos and things like that. Where, you know, he, he says the uh, the quote where he's like, you know, when I was there's a guy in there and I could see him running. I see a man. I didn't know that was from this episode. Right. Yeah, man. A lot. The great thing about kind of a backdoor pilot, which is essentially what these two episodes are is that you get a lot of uh, screen footage, you get a lot of these uh, voiceovers that you can pull from, and kind of half of your work for the promotional material is done when you actually get to series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, says the guys that don't know anything about making a television series. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, I've I've actually have a fundamental part in uh in, in Arrow, even though I've never seen any of it. They I'm... they consult me. Okay, I was trying to think of a a uh, large hairy creature that's in that one that you were going to try to say that you are, but I can't think of. I don't think Arrow has that. No, I, I'm just a consultant on this show. I'm not actually acting. Of course. <laughs> because of your vast knowledge of the DC universe. Well, that and my vast knowledge of how actually, to make TV shows. Uh, because I've made so many of them. Right, right. Namely zero. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. The first time we see Barry, he's holding up a magazine with an article that shows the Star Labs particle acceleration and kind of asking the question if it's good or if it's bad. And so just from the very get-go, we get to a chance to see everything's put it been being put in motion we get uh we get barry we get storms that's the other thing about barry whenever he's on on screen it appears that there is some sort of storm that's going on yeah you know i i really wish i'd seen this episode before all the stuff uh you know about the flash had come out and, and i i was more familiar with it because i think because uh, now I see it, and it's just like it's there. You know, it's like so. Oh, the particle accelerator, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, you but know like, everything now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know everything, so I'm going back and I'm seeing it, and it's still cool, and I still like it. But like, I think it would have been so much nicer to rewatch it and go, "Oh yeah, that's cool." Uh, you know, <laughs> see stuff that I missed and whatnot. You know, one of the things that they really establish early on is uh, that, of course, Barry he's always running late. Uh, you know, can't catch a break. He, he he missed the flight that was supposed to bring him there, and then. You know, he couldn't catch the cab. And then finally he shows up. And the first thing that Arrow, like, or, or I'm sorry, then Oliver Queen says is, you know, do your parents know you're here? I mean, yeah. just <laughs> totally dismissive of him, just putting him down. And, you know, there is a pretty large age difference, or at least what appears to be a pretty uh, life. What, what do you call it when, like, someone's more experienced in life? I mean, maybe not, not, there's not that big of an age difference, but there's clearly a uh, experience gap. Yeah, big time. And so uh, we get to see that pretty initially. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and talking back about the running late stuff, I just I love it where he's he's sitting there saying, you know, sorry, the train was late. Uh, well, the second train was late. I I missed the first train, but that was because the taxi cab driver. I had this traffic app, and and he yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's just, just like you know, making up all these excuses about why he's late and stuff. I thought it was great. I know you you can almost see like just just keep on digging, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, he does it with a smile, and that's part of the kind of the charm of this character. Um, I mentioned already that really he shows up on the scene the first time that we start seeing metahumans appearing in Arrow. And, uh, and you know, with Cyrus Gold, who ultimately will become Solomon Grundy, who, of course, you know, he was born on a Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Christened on a Tuesday. Married on a Wednesday. Died on a Thursday. No, he died on a Friday and was buried on a Saturday. Something like that. <laughs> anyway, we first start kind of getting these hints of metahuman elements in this world uh, with Cyrus Gold being, you know, for all intents and purposes, a dead man walking and someone with superhero powers. Uh, we see him hurl. What was it like a tire or something straight at the uh, at the camera? I, you know, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't. When was this? All right. So when they first go, it was when Barry first shows up, he actually has like a um, like a I don't remember, like a, like an iPad or something. And he's showing them the security camera where he takes it's, it's Cyrus. He's walking in, he grabs something and he hurls it at the camera. And like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember yeah. what exactly it was, but clearly it was not something at, at that speed, regardless of what it was, it was something that a normal person would not do. Right. Yeah. Normal, a normal person couldn't do it. Exactly. Um, they also mentioned that the, the uh, thing that was stolen was actually from uh, uh, cord enterprises. 
And now, I again, my limited knowledge of the DC universe, uh, withstanding, I do see in the show notes that this reference is Blue Beetle. Yeah. So Ted Cord, who is the uh, the owner of Cord Enterprises. Uh, creates for himself a persona and becomes Blue Beetle in the comic books. Now, Blue Beetle, he's kind of the nerdy superhero, if you will. I mean, he is kind of the, uh, you know, sometimes depicted as kind of slightly overweight. Really, the way he gets around is more of his intelligence. In fact, Blue Beetle was the inspiration for a character that might be a little bit more well-known to uh, to audiences today, uh, which is the character of Night Owl, or specifically the second Night Owl from Watchmen. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And so the the there's a lot of inspirations and a lot of uh, uh, similarities there. Now there's a lot of differences as well. I don't want to imply that the, they're exactly the same character, but Ted Cord was definitely the inspiration for uh, for that particular uh, that particular interpretation or that particular world. Um, well, my question here though is, does this indicate that we might see Blue Beetle in this universe? Well, Cord Enterprises has been referenced a couple times in Arrow, and of course when we got a chance to see that big beautiful Flash poster uh cord enterprises was again featured there so this might be just a continuation of an easter egg or it very well may be uh you know building to something and i I do think that this character would be one that is fairly easy to include you know even if we don't ever actually see blue beetle i i would be shocked if we don't get a chance to see ted cord at some point yeah okay so we see really, really quick that Barry and Felicity, there's a little bit of chemistry between the two of them. Yeah, like instantaneously. Yeah. Which, I mean, would hard to not to. Felicity's beautiful. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's uh, that's always a plus. Uh, but, I mean, like, the, they kind of have that kind of, you know, nerding out type of moment where they're talking about forensics. I, that's the thing. She talks about how she doesn't know that, but yet she kind of, you Knows know. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, honestly, she, I think she was just covering for the fact that she wanted more want a little bit more Barry in her life. Got to get some Barry time, man. Yeah. Great to see Barry actually in detective mode. You know, like he is actually on the case. He's talking about the different, you know, crime scenes and picking up the traces of sugar on the boots and kind of what that means. And uh, even going so far as to say, you know, look at this image and see how this guy's neck was broken. Hey, you don't know anything about breaking somebody's neck, right? Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Yeah, yeah. And, so and, and this was really cool because like when they when they show the black lights and he's looking at the footprints and stuff like I, I I don't really watch CSI but I watch like the uh, Discovery Channel shows about CSI stuff yeah and they uh, you know talk about those methods and stuff and I was like oh that's really neat they're actually you know this is this is something that you would actually see a CSI person do like analyze soil and footprints to see where people have been. Uh, it's yeah. just, it just a real thing. So, cause a lot of times you'll see these shows and they'll, you know, just make up sciencey stuff. We'll be like, Oh, well, if we analyze this blah, 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 and do some weird stuff and you know, magic, but you know, <laughs> them basing it in, in a tangible reality kind of makes that cooler for me. I like that. Well, that's the great thing about the kind of the detective element of Barry Allen. You know, we're, we're, when we think detective and we think of comics, the first person that kind of pops up is Batman, but mm-hmm. Barry Allen is a detective from this standpoint and he gets into kind of the criminal science element and you can kind of easily see, you know, Bruce Wayne in the cowl, in the Batcave, looking with some sort of like crazy expensive super science looking thing to kind of analyze a crime scene. Uh, and that's great. But Barry Allen, when you see him analyzing stuff, he's in the lab. He's wearing a lab coat. He's not in the flash gear. I mean, he is he is at his core. There's a lot of kind of similarities there. And they kind of in fact, you get kind of Flash and Batman relating on a detective level there and a lot of kind of respect for one another. I mean, Batman, I think, has gone out and said specifically how much he respects Barry as a detective and kind of the way that his mind works. 
Um, so I really love that, you know, the implication that we'll be seeing more of this kind of thing, uh, not just crime solving, you know, super speeding in and beating up the bad guy, but really kind of getting more into the science of how this happened and, uh, and, and how the, the guy did it and who was it and that sort of thing. So that, like that, CSI central city. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be, uh, it's kind of like Gotham central right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That'd be cool. Um, so Barry is a arrow fanboy, big time. Yeah, because he's like, you know, they never found who killed my mom, but maybe Arrow can sparkly I, eyes, you know? He's like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I've been thinking about it and the Arrow, and he's like, if he's going to do this, then he would also do this, and why would he do that? He needs to be wearing this. I mean, like, honestly. Yeah. And if he made his, 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 his arrowheads out of aluminum and carbon, like, blah, 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 it's like <laughs> giving him advice on, like, how to make his weapons better and stuff. I mean, Barry is subscribed to the Arrow Reddit. He is listening to all the Arrow podcast. He probably actually has his own Arrow podcast, you know, like. And he definitely bought an Arrow shirt from SuperheroStuff.com. I like it. Nice, nice right there. Nice plug. Use the code FlashTV for 10% off. Um, yeah, no, man, he is hardcore all the way. It's so uh, it's great to see that, especially for what ends up happening, ultimately joining the Arrow team. You know, the funny thing, though, is he seems so close to the truth. Like, he keeps on, like, saying, like, he would have to have a team and he has to have somebody smart. And he'd have to have somebody, you know, kind of like you that was on his team. And, hey, yeah, wait somebody a minute. with computer science background like you have. <laughs> exactly. It's like, hey, you got all the pieces, buddy. Just put them together. That's all you got to do is just put them together. And he's a detective, so you know he's going to – I mean, uh, we know what happens, but, like, he'd have figured it out eventually. Come on. Yeah. One thing they show, too, is uh, there's something about Barry Allen and chemicals, dangerous chemicals, and lightning. You know, we get him. He's kind of running, rummaging through. I don't even remember exactly where they are, but uh, they're doing some sort of crazy crime science, and he's kind of pulling up like, oh, it's got crinomorphine and something, something fiend. These are really, really dangerous chemicals. I can't believe they just have them laying out here. Lightning <laughs> crash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, can we foreshadow any harder? I know, right? I mean, that's the thing. Every single time he uh, said anything that sounded even remotely heroic, there was a little bit of flash of lightning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there is kind of the big trope that Oliver does call out Barry for not being truthful with them. And that's something that you constantly see in superhero narrative, right? There's this guy's not being truthful. Really? Guy who goes out and wears a costume and uses a different name. You're going to get onto the guy who's not being truthful. Yeah, and I like that when Felicity just kind of calls him out on it. It's like, what do you think we've been doing? Exactly. <laughs> like, uh, judge not. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but ultimately, you know, Oliver does come around. He does embrace Barry, uh, at least be for the sake of Felicity. You know, you do get the idea that um, the only real reason he is wanting to kind of keep him around is to try to mend the fences with Felicity. He invites him to his mom's party and then warns Felicity that he will get carded. Yeah. <laughs> Which, honestly, if I were a bartender, I would card him. He does not look nearly as old as he actually is. I'm telling you, man. You put him in, especially with the cast, which is, uh, you know, I mean, this this is one of these, like, beautiful people shows where they're not trying to pass off their, their actors and actresses as teenagers, right? Like, they're yeah. all acknowledging, okay, these people are in their 20-somethings, and, you know, they're not kids anymore. And uh, then you get Grant Gustin, who is fresh off the, uh, the uh, screens of Glee, you know, playing a high schooler, it's like, all right, you know, we yeah. we have to acknowledge the fact that at the very least, audiences are going to assume a heavy age difference here. Yeah. Well, you know, and it, it's crazy, too, because, like, I noticed this uh, Stephen Emil, like, whoever their makeup artist is. Yeah. They because I know he, he I'm sure there's doing some makeup there. But, like, if you look at his eyes compared to Barry's eyes, like his eyes are so heavy, like Stephen Emil's oh, yeah. eyes 
they're just so heavy and just like full of sadness almost dude he's like that is part of what arrow has done really interestingly and the story they have told for oliver's character is that he has been through some stuff man they they really you know if you go back to kind of the the original green arrow storyline and you know he was on the island and he found out he had this aptitude and everything else and then he became kind of a robin hood character and that's great, and he's kind of all happy and everything else in the Golden Age. But if you really kind of take the time to think about this man was stranded on an island and what that does to you, and really what this television series has done is they've taken that island and they've given it kind of lost, like, uh, um, grandiose, where there's a lot more going on on this island than you even realize. And yeah. we got to see some of that in this episode as well, just kind of with the uh, with the submarine and, and all with the Marikuru and Dr. Ivo. And there's just a lot of things that are going on. This wasn't just some Island that he was just stranded on. There's a lot of stuff tied to this. Yeah, and so and I don't know if it's the makeup artist or if it's, if it's Stephen Emil, but like you can see that weight in his eyes. Yeah. And when you contrast that with Barry, it's like stark. Yeah. Big time, big time. One of them is, uh, uh, and it's not that Barry's naive, but he is very hopeful and that's a good thing. That's a yeah. good thing. Uh, we do see that when Barry does try to leave, he uh, he misses his train, which is, you know. Of course he did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, and, he's Barry Allen. Come on. Exactly. And, uh, and you know, it's great because uh, if he had made that train, he wouldn't be able to pop in just in time to save the day and, you know, gets zapped by his knockout trank dart and then wakes up in the Arrow Cave with Team Arrow. Why don't they just call it a quiver? You, you've seen that, uh, that, that, that comic book, the, cool. the panel where arrow captures Harley Quinn and she's they're like, uh, it's like, she's like, what do you call this place? It's like the arrow cave. And she's like, that's stupid. And he's like, shut up. He's like, why don't you call it something like, I don't know the quiver. Cause like the bat cave makes sense. Cause bats live in the cave arrows live in a quiver. And he's like, you know, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> there really was funny. a, um, in one of, I think it was one of Kevin Smith's run of green arrow. There was a kind of a team up where, a Batman and Green Arrow get together and they have to go and save this, you know, save Central City. Uh, and I think that, I, well, maybe it was Star City, but regardless, there's a moment where, uh, you know, Batman says, or I think one or the other, either Batman or Oliver says, you know, are you feeling a little brave? How about a little bold? You know, with kind of a hint, hint, nudge, nudge. <laughs> and on the Bat plane, or they might have even taken the aeroplane, and they're kind of trading jabs about the fact that basically you know, Oliver ripped off Batman. <laughs> like, it's like, you have an arrow cave. This is called the aeroplane. He's like, yeah, but aeroplane actually makes sense. What are you going to call it? Bat plane? That makes no sense. <laughs> it's uh, it's fun because they are, you know, <laughs> to say yeah. that Green Arrow is not just exactly like Batman is, uh, I don't know, they're very similar. Yeah. It'd be a stretch to argue that they're not. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, so all in all, man, this was your first, uh, you know, experience with uh, with Arrow. This was all of our first experience with Barry Allen. What'd you think? Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a great deal. I did not know that Summer Glau was an Arrow. Yeah, she came in specifically for this role. Uh, that would eventually evolve, and we would see that uh, she has got some nefarious uh, uh, goals in mind. Let's say. Dude, it seems like everybody in this episode, because again, I haven't seen any of Arrow. It seems like everybody's got some sort of nefarious thing. There's this trial and the mom gets let off for a murder, but she's still got some shadiness going on. And then there's the dad who's weird and shady and like everybody's shady. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um well that's the thing. That that is that is what the Arrow universe is, man. It is shrouded in darkness. Well, like so just one quick question here and we don't have to, you know, put this in there. I I'm just curious it's for my sake. Yeah. Uh the guy with the weird mask when they're injecting all the dudes and I'm guessing everybody but the last guy died. Right. Uh who is this? that's not Scarecrow, is it? No, no, no. And I can see why you would think that. I mean, there's there's kind of a similarity. That is actually Brother Blood. Now, Brother Blood is a Teen Titans villain. Um, but one thing that arrow, uh, has done is it's kind of bring, brought in some elements, you know, green arrow doesn't really have a very diverse rose gallery. He's got exactly. Uh, and so they've really gone (laughs) (laughs) out. I was like, where you go with that? (laughs) Uh, He's got brick brick is a brick is the only one that I can really think of that comes to mind. Uh, and he's got count vertigo. I mean, he does have a couple people, but, but ultimately he doesn't have that, diverse of a rogues gallery and so the fact that they've kind of created this nolanized verse and that it is very batman-esque uh they've really kind of pulled from batman's rogues gallery and also other places as well like the teen titans so brother blood is is more of a teen titans villain and plus i mean you know since batman they stated will never be on tv you can kind of pull from batman's rogues gallery oh absolutely yeah in in the void that that is left in a universe without batman we still have you know, there you, you could argue that perhaps the Joker would not exist in a universe without Batman, but Ra's al Ghul is still going to be doing his thing, and so it yeah. makes sense that there is going to be some connections here. Oh yeah. So yeah, ultimately love it. I uh, thought it was a great introduction for Barry. He was a very welcomed presence in a world filled with darkness. Um, we get a chance to really get uh, we get a chance to really see uh, what a happier hero could be, and even with that moment at the end of the episode where. Felicity says, you know, please save my friend. You know, this is his moment to shine. You know, he's not going to become the Flash next episode. It's not going to happen overnight. But he is already somebody that that is, you know, that people are gravitating towards and and want to help. And so I'm excited to see where uh, where he goes. Yeah, and that's what's so cool about it, too, is because he's not the Flash, but he's still going to save Arrow. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, 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 it's really neat that they're establishing that he – even without his powers is still a great person and still has, uh, you know, ability and whatnot to, to do good and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Hey man. Uh, so that is, uh, the episode arrow season two, episode eight, the scientist. Uh, we've got a couple of little news items that we need to talk about because, you know, even though we are getting closer and closer to the flash news is still coming out. So let's go ahead and knock it out. News flash. So some big news came out this week. We've got uh, the classic Flash television series regular Amanda Pays is actually going to be joining the Flash series, playing the same character, actually. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. She's actually playing the same character. Of course, this time it probably won't be a love interest, obviously, because the age difference between the characters. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Cougar Town, man. <laughs> uh, pretty awesome. I, You know, I honestly, I like the whole, you know, giving nods and, and having... Uh, cast members who've played characters before come in and, and play new characters. I'm not sure how I feel about cast members coming in and playing same characters. Yeah, but I mean, th- this character, though, is a, uh, an actual comic character, though, right? Yeah, but it's not even that. I mean, we talked about it a little bit when we were, you know, uh, referenced the if Liam Neeson actually came in and played Ra's al Ghul, how I didn't like that because of the confusion. Now, in all fairness, the big thing here is the the age difference and the generational gap between what has come before and what is now. Nobody is going to confuse this with the original series. So I'm a little bit less picky about that. 
Uh, one way or the other, I do think it is great that she's going to be on the series, and I think it'll be fun to uh, to have that little in-joke. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool. I, I'm all about that. Appropriately, since this is Arrow TV talk, we do have a little bit of Arrow news in that uh, Nick Tarabe is coming on to season three and will be playing the character of Captain Boomerang. Now, Captain Boomerang, it makes sense that this would be kind of a, uh, you know, an Arrow villain. But in all actuality, he is a Flash villain. He's a member of the Rogues. And I would not be surprised if we don't see this guy making his way over to the Flash. Yeah, well, when I heard this news, I was like, that's a bold move because I figured if they're going to introduce him they would do it on in, in Flash and maybe bring him to Arrow. But it's it's kind of cool. You know, I, I guess this is just them showing that, yes, our universes are linked and here's proof because we're taking a Flash villain, putting him on Arrow, and then obviously they're going to fight. Yeah. And I'm, maybe maybe, maybe this will be in a cameo episode uh, of Arrow. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense that, you know, when you really kind of sit down and think about kind of, you know, complementary powers and, and, uh, and really kind of, I guess, technology or... or what have you, it makes sense to have kind of a Captain Boomerang going up against Arrow, right? Green Arrow. Yeah. I, I, I would kind of draw reference to in Marvel, in the comic books, they've started to make Bullseye, who has historically been a Daredevil villain, more of a Hawkeye bad guy. If you think about the fact that Hawkeye, you know, he's an, he's an archer, uh, you know, kind of never missing is important, going up against a guy who very specifically never misses you know, these two are kind of made for each other, even though they weren't made for each other. Yeah, it, it, they also branched out, speaking of Bullseye, they branched him out and made him um, like a Deadpool villain as well. Yeah, so there's there's some different things that you can do with that. With uh, with this universe, with this new take on Captain Boomerang, you think about somebody who uses a, you know, a physical ranged weapon that is kind of out of date. Uh, that kind of sounds like a bow and arrow when you first hear it, but it could also describe a boomerang. So we'll see what they end up doing with that. Yeah, it should be pretty cool. Now, Brandon Routh has also been out, uh, speaking of Arrow News, he's been talking about the Adam costume. Now, he has basically said that he has not worn it, and he doesn't know necessarily when and if he will, but he has seen concept art, and it's very different from anything that we've seen before. I'm pretty excited about this, because when we found out that we were getting, uh, you know, Brandon Routh coming in and playing uh, Ray Palmer, you know, the implication is that we're getting the Adam but we don't ever actually know whether or not we're going to get the full-on superhero. You know what I mean? Like, we don't necessarily know that Ray Palmer is going to become the Atom. But if a yeah. costume's in the works, I'm pretty sure we're going to be getting the Atom. Yeah, and that would be really neat to see that character on uh, uh, in in this universe, you know? Yeah. So it'll be it'll be great. We've talked about Brandon Roth before and, and how, you know, we both really, really like him as an actor. We really wish that, uh, you know, Superman Returns was a better chance for him to really shine. And unfortunately, it was not... This well, is, I don't. We don't blame him for that. We don't blame him for that in the slightest. Because I thought he played a very good Christopher Reeve Superman. Exactly. And so, from this standpoint, this is a chance for geek culture and and you know comic book fanboys and all of us who really kind of recognize that this guy's got potential. It's a chance for us to embrace him again and be like, you know what, man, you're well. You know, you're you are welcome here. I'm sorry about what happened before. We know it wasn't your fault. But you're with us now, and you are going to do some awesome things with a character who has really never gotten uh, a chance to be played on screen to this level before. Now, we have had on-screen Ray Palmer's before, but not to this kind of spotlight importance of a character. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, his power set is pretty interesting. So it'll be fun to see that on TV, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So good stuff. Really looking forward to it. Going to be a lot of fun. 
Bell, man, we got one last bit of news, and that is in two weeks, you and I are going to be in the same place at the same time. We are, except for we're not going to turn into purple uh, goo, a.k.a. <laughs> not a.k.a. Uh, a la Time Cop, so that's good. That's right, but I will say this. We are going to do something a lot of fun. So that's the week prior to The Flash going live. And what we want to do to kind of close out season zero of the uh, of you know Flash TV Talk we want to have a call-in show, like just a call-in show. Nothing else but you guys calling in and geeking out with us. We want to geek out with you guys. October 2nd, we will be doing this call-in show. We don't know the times exactly yet because we're not sure of the schedule, but one way or the other, be sure that you're following us on social and, uh, and keep it up. Hopefully next week we'll have things a little bit more you know, nailed down so you'll be able to find out. But we want to hear from you. So if you have not done so already, head over to Mixler.com slash and follow our channel. That way you can find out when we go live. And uh, yeah, we'll be doing everything over Skype. So you'll also want a Skype account as well. But we want to geek out with you guys the week prior to The Flash going live. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's all celebrate. Let's all get hyped together. Absolutely. And it, we'd love to hear you guys, uh, hear your thoughts and your comments, and uh, just kind of you know feed off your excitement for this show. So join us, and we should have a blast. Absolutely. Follow us on Twitter. We're at Flash TV Talk. But if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podestery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash flash TV talk. And also check out our parent show, Panel to Screen, where this week we talk about Star Wars. New oh, Jarvis. We got, um, we got some Agent Carter news with a new Jarvis coming out. We've got some Batmo- Batman slash Star Wars kind of crossover. And- Teen Titans, Daredevil. The All list kinds. goes on and on. All kinds of great stuff. Oh, but the big thing is Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. All, all about some Deadpool this week. So check that out. Want to send a special thanks to Mike H. Schmidt, who does our outro music. You can find more of his work at soundcloud.com slash Mike H. Schmidt. And of course, big special thanks to Wu Kim, who has joined our Flash family here and prepared our show notes on a weekly. Could not do it without you. That is awesome. Yeah. New episodes are coming out every single Saturday until the series launches. So if you're enjoying what you're listening to now, don't worry. We'll be back in a flash. A member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. This is the part where the new bump, the rundown, is going to pop up. Oh, cool! Now, are we going to have a different arrow rundown? No, no, it's going to be the, it's going to be the same. It's going to be okay. the same. I don't have, dude. These next couple of weeks are going to be crazy for me. So, you just kind of gonna get what you kind of get. <laughs> he says before he takes another sip of bourbon. Mm. I didn't hear a sip. Ah, that was good bourbon. It's more of a gulp. Anytime you take it, you got to make a you know oh, noise yeah. when you're because the listeners don't know that you're actually drinking. You have to. There we go. Ah, that's good. That's good. And plus, when you do that, it actually uh, helps the uh, alcohol to vaporize. Is that right? In your mouth, yeah. All right. Well, look at you being all Mister uh, Professional Cocktail. Ah <laughs> uh, man, now this is good stuff. This is actually uh, bourbon. I can't, it's uh, like Willet, I think, bourbon. And uh, I cut up a couple of apple slices and packed those in there with some ice. And uh, and I'm drinking it like that. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Apple bourbon. Hmm. Yeah, I saw I saw that once in like a, 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 a picture in a magazine. I was like, oh, apple slices and bourbon. I bet that'd be pretty good. Was it uh, Southern Living magazine? No, it was another one. It was Garden and Gun. 
<laughs> garden and gun? Uh, yeah. <laughs> is it like a gun and gardening magazine? No, I mean, it's really not. It's more, I mean, it's a Southern Living ma- magazine, essentially, but uh, they call it that so that, you know, guys, when they're looking at it, I guess, don't feel, you know, like they're looking at a magazine. It's like, oh, it's got gardening gun. It's got guns in it. But it doesn't. it doesn't. But no one else knows that because <laughs> it's got guns in here somewhere, somewhere after like the blueberry pie recipe. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's get back to the actual show. See, this is the great thing. This is why you want to tune in live, right? Because you get all this good extra stuff where we uh, goof off and it never actually makes it to the actual show. Only only I... the people on this show, only the people who tune in live, the heroes. I'm talking about Stuart Tully. I'm talking about Degin. I'm talking about Spider Scooby. I'm talking about TPS Sponge Bobby's in the house. Those are who I'm talking about. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and Sponge Bobby's, man, you got to elaborate here on this onion rings in your bourbon because I'm intrigued. Sponge bread, don't put onion rings in your bourbon. Oh, no, that sounds actually delicious. What? All right, well, in all fairness, I guess it's because I've kind of got the sweetness of the apple. And so, like, together that sounds terrible. But um, you get a nice Vidalia onion. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Onions are delicious, man. Are we so wait, but we're talking about like fried onion rings, right? I'm assuming, but now I'm actually thinking about like putting a real onion. Uh actually I'd be more inclined to do a real onion than I would a fried onion because if you think about it, like you put the fried onion in and like yeah, the batter's gonna mix, you know. Exactly. It's gonna be like yeah. a nasty consistency. I can't imagine that would be good. But who knows? Well SpongeBobby's says it's good so <laughs> hey it's if, it's, good. if it's good enough for spongebobbies you know it's good enough for us when confronted barry reveals that he is searching for superpowered beings in the hope that he will find the one responsible for his mother oliver realizes that wait, the... wait, 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 wait. read that one again responsible for the murder of his mother that's what i said didn't i No, you said responsible for his mother <laughs> <laughs> oh man i can't believe i pushed too much bourbon <laughs> uh... <laughs> This is, this is, uh, oh man. And we're live. (laughs) (laughs) We need to start doing flash first. (laughs) Before you get drunk. That's that's what we're supposed to be professional on. (laughs) Oh God. All right. See, but this is good. It's like the live show. They get to see us stumble around. Slash. Yeah, this has to go after the episode. No, no, no. Maybe. Oh. 